Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name's Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We're real-life zookeepers who love animals, love learning about animals, and enjoy goofing off with one another. Each week, we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing that we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get grimy! Yes! Let's do it. (laughs) I'm excited about it. I'm losing my shit already. Oh, perfect. Well, (laughs) my shit's gone. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Nice knowing ya. (laughs) Bye. Is this where I'm doing my thing? My, am I doing the thing here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why don't you go ahead and do your thing? Okay, um, just wanted to remind everybody that we have uh, social media accounts, if you'd like to follow us. We have our Twitter and our Instagram, and those are both keeper underscore chat. You can look for mm-hmm. us on there. We also have a Gmail, which is just keeperchat at Gmail with the no underscore. Um, mm-hmm. We're uploaded on like iTunes and Stitcher, and we should be on almost every podcast app out there now so you can find us there and tell all your friends and family um i also want to say that i have a super secret surprise yes <laughs> and i'm like super excited about it yeah and me too. we both fauna and i want to thank you weirdos for listening to our podcast that's just yeah. starting out so we have a super secret Maybe, I don't know, giveaway happening? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I'm going to chat about it at the end of the episode after you've mm-hmm. learned yourself some animal facts. So you got to hold on to your butt for that. Yeah, hang out of the butts till the end and then let your butts loose. <laughs> and then they'll release them into the wild. Yeah, do whatever you want to do with them. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, thank you everyone for listening. We are just so floored. genuinely thrilled yeah, yes. and floored by everyone's support and just viewership and it's it's great thank you so much and to anyone that's new out there welcome welcome to our weird ass show we're glad to have you yeah welcome so just to get into it how has your work week been my work week has been really great however Uh-oh. uh you remember when you were talking last week about how on your friday something crazy always happens right yes, absolutely uh, okay so on my friday <laughs> this week which is in fact tuesday have I lost you yet? <laughs> I know, right? First off, it means that like my Wednesdays and Thursdays, which are my Saturdays and Sundays, are just like really chill. Like the best. I just Yeah, I, I go to like the grocery store and there's it's like a ghost town. There's no one there and yeah. I can get all of the produce that I want. It's excellent. But anyways, so on my Friday, one of the animals that I work with are orangutans. What? And no way. I know. They're really cool. <laughs> I love them. I love working with them. However, the habitats that we have at my facility are set up in a way where they are surrounded. Each habitat is surrounded by a dry moat. So it's just like for anyone that doesn't know or can't visualize that, it's just an empty sort of area surrounding each habitat that's really, really deep. Uh, And it's just one way that um, a lot of zoos uh, design their habitats to give their guests a chance to see the animals that live in that habitat mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. the obstruction of a fence. So it's a, like a cool way to kind of get more personal with the animals. Mm-hmm. However, any keeper that works with an animal that lives in a habitat with a boat knows that, well, more often than not, the animal is never really supposed to be in that moat. So there are no. a lot of preventative measures in place because of that. And a lot of it's for their safety. We don't mm-hmm. them, want them getting stuck in an area where they can't get out of. But also... You know, you don't really want them in there because 
again, that's not really part of the designed habitat for them. Like, the habitat is, like, strictly designed with their species in mind, with their behavior in mind, with their activity in mind, and the moat is not. Like, the, the moat is just... is a moat. <laughs> exactly. It's a moat. It's an off... It's an off-viewing area where it's just supposed to provide a essentially physical barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, however... Anyone that works with an animal in a moat knows that there's always some sort of protocol in place that should your animal find itself in that moat, that you can, like, help get them out of the moat. Right. So, of course, I'm sure you're all guessing, this is leading to an incident where one of the orangutans <laughs> I work with found himself in one of our moats. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, We have a long, intensive protocol in place that helps us get him out of there, but we ran into a number of complications. The first one being... That one of the places where the sort of retrieval item that we gave him to help him climb out of the moat that we attach it to, when he started to pull on it, and keep in mind, this is like industrial construction grade equipment designed to withstand anything. It was essentially this big iron rebar eye bolt in the cement of a gr- of like the edge of this moat. Good grief. Uh, Probably the last couple times there he tried to climb it, he actually was brave enough to start climbing it. The eye bolt snapped. (laughs) So, I mean, luckily he was only about a foot off the ground, so he wasn't injured in any way. But (laughs) it meant that... (laughs) He's just looking at at you guys like, what the hell, man? Like, wow, dude, thanks a lot. And so all of us are just like, okay, great. (laughs) Well, what are we going to do now? Um, And that, of course presents itself with another set of challenges because now this highly intelligent, super good at problem solving and critical thinking and creating tools animal <laughs> has this like 20 foot fire hose with him right. in a moat. And we're like, that's not great. And on top of all of this, if anyone's listening outside of the United States, right here in the United States is what's known as spring break week. <laughs> and so it means essentially that everyone's out of school, everyone's at uh, family attraction areas Everyone's like zoos. Everyone's at the damn zoo. Yeah, everybody. everybody. Everybody and their chickens at the zoo. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh God, no. <laughs> and so this is just a nightmare because as part of this protocol, just to be able to not necessarily have a lot of distractions or extra noise or have, you know, people being concerned about what's going on, we always evacuate the area in mm. that situation. And again, that helps calm the animal too in case they're nervous or they're injured or anything like that. It, it just gives them a better chance of success for getting out. Uh, however, as part of this, we had like all these people here, their children playing on a playground, their families picnicking with each other, like eating their sandwiches on this nice like grassy knoll. And we're like, hey, you got to get out of here. <laughs> hey, bye. <laughs> hey, I don't mean to alarm you, but you need to leave. You need to leave now. Get out of here. <laughs> no, long story short. He got out. He was good. He was a good boy. He was so brave. We're so proud of him. But it's just one of those things that, you know, you go to do your midday checks, make sure everyone's good on their habitats. And you look out and you're like, I see one less orangutan (laughs) than I am supposed to. And that's never something that I want to see. No. Yeah. That was my week. I had a good ending. Yeah. It it was a pretty good ending. How was your work week? Mine was like pretty boring. I do have frog boy update yes frog boy from last week so Rest in we peace. found and by we i mean the vet found the frog's leg oh what where was it it was in the least in the last place you would ever expect it to be it was still attached to his body <laughs> what how did you not find it <laughs> I I'm like i felt like an idiot that seems like a gross oversight <laughs> so 
the day that we pulled the frog boy, we were like the leg gone. And so we didn't really like handle him a whole lot because we were like, he probably is in shock. We gave him his pain meds and we soaked him. Well, then the next day is when they were going to amputate his leg. And when my relief keeper and just texted me, oh, he's dead, he gave me literally no facts. So I did not find this out until after my weekend. But the vet grabbed him up and, like, put him under anesthesia and then was, like, manipulating his, like, nubbin and then realized his nubbin was not a nubbin. It was, like, his leg, like, folded back on himself. Ooh. So it was, like, not attached and it was, like, doing bad. But it, but it like, was attached. But, yeah, so, like, his lower portion, he still, it still was skinned. So it, it still was, um degloved uh from his like thigh down and then from his knee down or i'm sorry his ankle down was just like totally dislocated and like crammed. totally that was a good joke oh god <laughs> <Didn't> even... <laughs> i hate you i just quit I the... i'm quitting the podcast right now i quit i hate myself if it feel better <laughs> uh but yeah his leg was attached it was just goo basically and it was for Ooh. sure broken. But then, yes, he – so he survived the surgery. He came out of the amputation and then did pass away afterwards. So mm. um, he just went through a lot of stuff in the in a couple of days with his tiny body. He is, you know, like literally the size of a quarter. And oh, my mm-hmm. God, my computer is going to die in 10 seconds. Oh, my God. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I never remember to plug it in. Oh, my God. This is it. Are we going to make it? Why do I like this? Why? <laughs> It's because our brains are mush. Oh my god. Okay. Whew. No, so it's literally because our eyes. Yeah, it's because our brains are mush. We spend all day every day remembering 10,000 minute details about things, and then when we get home, I'm like, "What year is it? Have I brushed <laughs> my teeth? Are my pants on?" Well, hey, how about I brighten your day by talking about the sixth letter of the internet, letter F. <gasps> I know. I'm pretty excited about this one. It is another first for us. Uh-oh. Um, which shouldn't be surprising because we're only six <laughs> animals. This is the sixth animal we've talked about. So We literally said that every no episode. Means. Oops, it's our first one. Like, yeah, duh. Yeah. It's our first everything. Okay, well, this one is our first. Is it a bird? Bird. Ah! It is a bird. It's, it's a bird. Screamed. So yeah. this week for the letter F, I went with the falcon. Oh, God. Yeah. I really thought you were going to say flamingo. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know, I'm gonna save the flamingo for a special rainy day. <laughs> That's a special Those birds are whack. Yeah, no falcons. The falcon. I went with the falcon. That's uh, so good. For, thanks. Yeah, for a number of reasons. I think, um, in terms of exotic birds, since you were talking about flamingos, I think flamingos are something that almost every zoo usually has. Yeah. And I think people know a lot more about flamingos than they do a lot of other exotic birds, which oh, is surprising. For sure. Like. That's really cool. Good job, everyone. Good job, zoos. But I wanted to go with something that I think a lot of people know the name of but really know nothing about. Right. And I know I was one of those people. They cannot, like, identify them out of a lineup, you know? Like, if it's, like, an eagle and a falcon and, like, a hawk, they're going to be like, Mm -hmm. "Mm." All the same? Yeah. (laughs) So I went with a falcon. And specifically this week, I want to talk about falcons in general because they're sort of like a classification term again, kind of like dolphin. Okay. But when we get into things like... Uh, talking about their conservation and some of, like, the cool traits with about them and stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking specifically about the peregrine falcon. Dope. Those guys are dope. Yes, they're really, really cool. Let's get right into it. Yes. Domain kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. These guys are in the class aves, which includes birds. <laughs> I think I think all birds are in that class, so. Birds. 
Just so you know. Uh, hold on one sec. Birds are so cool. Whoa, oh. cracking open a cold one. <laughs> I'm getting ready to talk about falcons. I got to quench my thirst. Woo. Uh, by the way, in case anyone's wondering, I just cracked open uh, Lenny Kugel Summer Shandy. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Get my shandy heads out there. <laughs> shandy heads? I hate this. I hate this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I just made that up. I hope. I hope no one is like, that's me, because that came from, the, like, the recesses of my dark, disturbed mind. <laughs> uh, Loved it. But actually, not Spawn. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, please feel free. Email us at keeperchat at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so listen to this. So okay. the next step down from class is order. Those are in the or- order Falcon and Four Mace. Okay. And then the family is Falcon today. <laughs> and then the genus okay. is Falco. Okay. So I'm like... What's the species? Fall. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a little science joke. All uh, right. Uh, right. No. Oh, uh, I know. So the genus Falco includes falcons, obviously. Uh, the species, if we're talking about the peregrine falcon, is Falco peregrinus, which is pretty easy to remember, I would think. So Falco, the genus, is Latin from the word falx, which means sickle. And that's in reference to the claws of the bird, like Ooh, the talons. Yeah. And then the Latin peregrinus it, uh, means to wander, which I think Ooh. is, like, really poetic and, like, really cool. I thought yeah. that was, like, really majestic. So uh, he's, like, the so, Grim Reaper, then. He's wandering yep. with a fucking sickle. Yeah. No, that's actually- Oh, wait. Um, do they have sickles? When you, it's, like, a scythe, right? Are those different, or are they the same thing? I don't know nothing about no Grim Reaper. No, a sickle is <laughs> a short version of a scythe. Scythe? Oh. Scythe? Is it? You know, we're getting into a- here I go again. <laughs> I just can't stay on topic. For no, more no, than no, no, no. This is seconds. topical. Let's 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 settle this once and for all. I'm saying it's I, the Grim Reaper of birds, and that's the end of the fucking story. Like which there it is. Can't change. No, that's that. it. That's it, folks. End of episode. See you next week. Uh, that was all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all my notes. <laughs> the Grim Reaper of birds. Nailed it. So there. Somewhere between like 35 to 40 species of falcons mm. within that genus. And this includes falcons, kestrels, and hobbies. Those are all considered falcons. Do what? It, what? A hobby? Yeah. A hobby is like a type of falcon. No um, way. So, yeah. Um, and kestrels as well. Well, not all kestrels, but some kestrels, which I think is oh, confusing. Oh, that is. Um, I'm already so, confused. <laughs> I know. I too am confused. And I hope everyone out there is also confused. Join us in our confusion. Exactly. Again, I would like to reiterate that we're no experts. We're sort of experts, but not on all things. I mean, and we're probably of more them. of an expert than you, because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to us, because you'd be like, those <laughs> idiots, I know more than them. And then you'd those make fools. your own podcast. I can just imagine someone sitting out there like, what kind of level of clownery are we getting up to this week? <laughs> Let's hear what Unreal. these idiots have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there are all these different species within that genus, uh, but all types of falcons are what's known as birds of prey, mm. which just means that they hunt for mm-hmm. like other animals, and they, they're usually very, very good at hunting, which is really cool. In addition, uh, falcons are classified as the fastest flying birds in the world, and specifically what? the peregrine. Yeah, the peregrine falcon is the fastest flying bird in the world. That guy can get upwards of 320 kilometers per hour, which equates to What's 200 that? miles per hour. What? What? Yep. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, and to put things a little more in perspective, the fastest recorded up until this point flight of a Peregrine Falcon was 390 kilometers per hour, which is, like, more than what people originally thought it could be, which is just... What? Crazy. Yeah. What? Um, uh, 390 kilometers per hour is just shy of 250 miles per hour. I... I know. I can't even, like, comprehend that. No. I mean, yes. my car doesn't even zoom zoom that fast. That's, it's, what? Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll get into it a little bit later as to how they can no, we're <laughs> manage in it that. No, now. What the okay. fuck? I'm Here amazed. we go. We're, we're in it right now. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, we're about to, like, duel. Like, what's my cheetah? Is my cheetah faster? And then you blew it out of the water. <laughs> I did. I did. I blew it right out. Good night. Bye. Uh, since this is our first bird, I guess I'll give a quick rundown of bird anatomy. <laughs> bird facts. <laughs> Get to know them bird bods. I so, love bird bods. So, generally speaking, uh, birds have a number of things that allow them to fly, right? They're the yes. only animals that can fly, which is very cool. Uh, but a number of their, <laughs> like... you say they're the only animals that can fly? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from, like, insects. <laughs> and bats, my fucking homie. Well, again, I wasn't done with my sentence, so how do you know I wasn't going to say that? Because <laughs> you said they're the only animals <laughs> And then I added an insect. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> Birds I thought rule I'm- <laughs> the skies. <laughs> Bats are, are controlled by a puppeteer. <laughs> Bats are fake news. People are just throwing bats in the air. Every time you see a bat in the air, it was a product of someone pitching it up there. Oh, that <laughs> the was ultimate amazing. fake news. Anyways, <laughs> I thought I was talking this week. Uh, no, so uh, birds have a number of modifications that allow them to fly. Some of the most obvious ones are that their bones are hollow. It's much lighter than a not hollow bone, and so it's. <laughs> It's easier for their body to carry Science. without lugging around these big, heavy-ass bones. In addition, obviously, birds have feathers and wings, mm-hmm, and the way mm-hmm, that those feathers mm-hmm. interact with those wings allow them, again, like a plane, and that's what planes are modeled after as birds, to fly through the air and, like, soar and dive and swoop and all this stuff, which is really wow. cool. And then on top of that, birds have a keel, which is a bone that's specialized for flight, and it's essentially the same as, like, a, mo- a breastbone that we have, but it's modified so, like, your sternum and your chest, it's sort of a modified version of that. And it's a little bit bigger, and it kind of points out a little bit. Uh, but that's where all of the muscles that the birds use to operate their wings connect to. So, it's a this modified bone is bigger than our bone, and it allows more muscles to attach Whoa. to it than, like, we have. So, it's, like, easier for them to, like, pick up and take flight and yeah. flap around and do bird stuff. So, with falcons in particular, and with peregrine falcons specifically... They have a very large keel, that that modified breastbone. So it means that more muscles are attached to it. And so that means that essentially their flapping power (laughs) is increased. That's why they always, like, birds kind of always look like they have, like, boobies, right? Like, their chest is, like, beefy. They always look extremely smug and proud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that bald Uh, eagle from the Muppets. (laughs) Yeah, that guy is, like, too too big for his britches. (laughs) Someone needs to take that guy down a notch. What is he thinking? So with peregrine falcons, they have a really interesting body shape. They're actually not that big. I think a lot of people think they might be bigger, but they are anywhere between around 15 to 19 inches 
tall, and their wingspan is anywhere between around 39 inches to around 45 inches. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, pretty small. Yeah, like, not huge, but also not tiny. And they can wear, they can weigh anywhere between around, like, one to, like, five pounds. Right. So, not, ver- not very much. Because, like, those uh, hollow again, bones weigh Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> those guys are nothing. It's like dust. <laughs> These guys dust in the way the same as dust. And to kind of put things in perspective, they're around the size of a crow, since most people know. Oh, that's Like, a good how one. big a crow is. Yeah. Yeah, so their wings are very, very strong, and they're curved uh, compared to other birds of prey. A lot of other birds of prey, they kind of, like, go straight out and kind of fan out at the ends, mm-hmm. whereas peregrine falcons kind of go, and they look like the shape of, like, a boomerang. So they, like, what? like notch up and then come back down, and then the ends of their wings are pointed, and all of this allows them to be super, super fast when they're flying, which is very cool. And they're pointed, too, to help with, like, sharp returns, rapid ascents and dives, and uh, much more finesse with their speed work. The pointed wings essentially are what give them a really tight aerodynamic shape and it helps them reach their like crazy high fast speed when they're flying. Uh, They sweep them back and it like gives them like a very streamlined figure, which again contributes to that aerodynamic form. Right. And apparently the curved wings create this sort of airfoil effect supposedly in multiple dimensions like in in multiple Mm, directions so it maximizes (laughs) their maneuverability lift and speed so instead of just like pointing straight back like it it points back but not only to the side but i don't know it's sort of hard to explain so instead of like looking at things yeah so like the fourth dimension fifth dimension sixth dimension the berenstein bear dimension and the berenstein bear dimension both exactly no everywhere this peregrine falcon is zipping in and out (laughs) like the ethereal plane the astral plane like peregrine falcons live in all of them (laughs) dude i'm this is the grim reaper of birds it's confirmed Oh, you know what (laughs) that's it that's it uh the one place that they don't live antarctica (gasps) you know why because there's no earwigs there also (laughs) because Antarctica lies outside every plane of existence. True, true. And also, nothing else lives there, so the Grim Reaper ain't got no business being there. Right. Nothing lives or dies <laughs> in Antarctica. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I don't, need, I don't need to hang out there. I'm good. The feathers of the peregrine falcon also contribute to its super fast flying. They're very slim and stiff, so mm. it essentially cuts down on any drag that they have with, like, loose or limp feathers. Mm-hmm. On top of that, though, they have a bunch of really cool modifications that allow them to fly at, like, crazy high speeds without just, like, exploding their mind melting and their lungs bursting. So, <laughs> you know, can you imagine they just took flight and, like, exploded immediately? Yes. One of the coolest things about that that helps them do that is they have an extremely efficient respiratory and circulatory system. With their respiratory system, it essentially allows them to breathe while flying, like easily breathe while flying over 200 miles per hour, which is crazy, while most other birds can't even breathe while flying at like half that speed. <laughs> they just like suffocate and they're like, I gotta slow down, which same. And <laughs> peregrine falcon have air sacs that allow their lungs to remain inflated even when they're exhaling. Whoa. So it's super, super efficient, and it keeps them from just, like, suffocating by, like, yeah. the crazy speed that they're going through. And as far as their circulatory system goes, their heart is really, really strong, and it beats anywhere between six and 600 and 900 times per minute. So Golly. I know. It's just like, da 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 And it I allows the oxygen. I can't count that fast. I can't even count that high. <laughs> <laughs> so this allows the oxygen to travel through the bird at like super high rates and it allows them to not fatigue as quickly as other birds would oh um, my god he's like a fucking yeah. unit man i mean 
It allows him to vibrate into other dimensions. I'm telling you. I can't handle it. I'm just looking at pictures of its face and it's staring into my soul. It is, but it's also got a smug little cute little like angsty bird face. It really does. It's it's got that dirty bird face that they all have. I'm coming for you in in your deathbed. Uh, (laughs) But the speed of its heartbeat also allows the peregrine falcon to flap its wings uh, up to four times per second. Again, it's like mind boggling. Per second. They operate on a whole new level here. Like, they're. <laughs> I just feel like they look down at all of us and be like, wow, you slow asses. My mouth is hanging open. I know. I can't. It's, I it's feel little, like. It's a little too much. In the, like, hour long episode of this podcast, it could have fucking traveled around the world. Like, that is yeah. so fast. No, yeah. It, it's gone to space and back. So. Goodness. I just, I can't even really comprehend it. If anyone else out there no. is feeling the same, let me know. <laughs> but it's, you can't. I no, it, 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 I, think, I think you like, I think you nailed it when you said like, they just like operate on a whole new level. Like yes. they're in like a totally different plane of existence. They are the Grim Reaper of the animal kingdom. So. Oh my God. Respect. I mean, Mad respect. Mad respect is right. On top of that, if that's not like interesting enough and they're not super excellent predators and like super suited to their niche on you know just in an exceedingly excessive way (laughs) they also have extremely great vision you know any any bird tends to have pretty good vision especially birds of prey their visual acuity is around 2.6 times that of a normal human golly well you guys gotta be able to see a fucking mouse traveling 200 miles an hour it also needs to be able to see anything living in in all of time and space so (laughs) right and that takes a little bit more than we, we can do hovering near your body yep uh it's all it's all part of the the hunting that happens these guys as far as their appearance goes they tend to have kind of blue gray feathers on their Mm -hmm. back and on their head and then on their underbelly it's white and it kind of has like a barred appearance with like little thin like brown lines on their belly it is it's cute and they got a dark little head one description bird pantaloons man i love that I know. Isn't that just the best? They just really look so proud. And they should be. God damn. They really should be. they earned it. One description that I found when I was researching them, which was just like, sort of blew me out of the water. I was like, what an odd word choice. Is that they were describing the colors of their feathers and like their physical characteristics. And one website said that on top of all of like their different colored feathers and their underbelly and whatever, they also have thick sideburns. Oh. And I was like, I don't know if that's what I would call those. Dude, I, st- I see what they're talking about, though. It's like one of those things, once you it's see like it, you can't It's like a mutton chop, it. right? Exactly. God, yeah, they've done me wrong now. I can't stop seeing it. So he's really just like a fancy huh. bird, isn't he? Yeah, I kind of love him. He's like a fancy boy, ready for anything. God, his legs um, are so <clears throat> yellow. Yes, yes. One thing that's kind of unique to falcons, and which is one of the distinguishing characteristics between falcons and hawks, which are a lot of times confused with falcons, Mm -hmm. is that falcons have a notch in their beak. So if you take a look at their beak, it kind of curves their top uh, mandible of their beak, which is just the top jaw. It curves out and then curves down. Mm -hmm. And the bottom one sort of fits up in under it. So the top mandible, um, that top beak has a notch in it sort of at the end. And it's what forms what scientists refer to as like a tooth. And it's one way that they use to kill and devour their prey. Right. Whereas hawks, on the other hand, do not have that. They just sort of have like a, like a beak like thing. A, yeah, just like a curved beak. 
So that that kind of notch, that tooth in their beak is unique to falcons. And if you are close uh, enough to see that <clears throat> notch, then it's coming for your soul and it's the last thing you'll see. So you'll be like, oh, it's a falcon. And then if you're close enough to see that notch, it's geez. already killed you six seconds ago. Because <laughs> yeah. it moves at the speed of light. <laughs> By the time you're brain comprehended, it's exactly. fucking bird tooth. You're gone. Yeah, then your, your brain is already out of your body and the falcon <laughs> is like flying away with it. That was one thing. Another thing <sighs> that... I thought was really cool as far as distinguishing factors between hawks and falcons is that hawks only use their talons to kill their prey. So they sort of clamp on there with their like super sharp talons and like just kind of kill them immediately. Whereas falcons kind of can use a combination and have been observed using a combination. So when they're hunting, what they do is they will go into these swift, spectacular dives called stoops. And obviously, and I think all of us 90s children can relate to this the first thing i thought of when i heard that was stoop (laughs) kids afraid to leave his fruit yeah like he's like he's not gonna leave that stoop i mean probably related i guess we'll find out (laughs) but they go into these dives and it's really cool because they hunt in mid-flight so they're not one to just be like oh my prey's over there and then they like get up from their butts and you know where they're hanging out and then they go fly over and get it like they're like flying around doing whatever and then like mid-flight is when they catch their prey which is God. really cool and like yeah it's it's really neat uh they do that they go on these swift dives along with all their like amazing body adaptations that allow them to do that and when they go and attack their prey in mid-flight they essentially like latch onto it with their talons and a lot of times what they do is will just like hit it with their talons or like latch into them into the spinal cord and the idea is that it will either stun or kill their prey immediately and like kind of render it defenseless if it's not dead already if it's not dead uh they will use their bills then to finish it off so they're pretty intense pretty savage yeah, like, uh, it's got a bunch of bits, and every single bit is going to kill you. Yeah, no, it's it's one big killing machine. It really is, like, a swift kick in the ass, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but the good news is it's over so quick that, like, you didn't even know what happened. Their diet is made uh, mostly of other birds, but they can't eat, mm. like, small mammals and lizards and stuff like that, and bats if, if they need to. But generally, they tend to eat other birds. So they're diurnal, Ooh. and I know we've talked about that before. Do you want to explain what that is? <gasps> yes. They're awake during the day, mm-hmm. and they go mm-hmm. sleep sleep at night night. Yep. Just That's like it. me. <laughs> Same. Relatable. Uh, the most relatable bird out there. <laughs> <laughs> I relate so much to him and his killing and viciousness. Yeah, totally. So then they hunt. They can hunt during the day, but a lot of times they hunt at dawn and dusk when their prey is more Mm -hmm. active, which makes sense. The cool thing is about falcons, and I kind of touched on it already, is they're found on every continent apart from Antarctica, as well as every dimension that we know about. Mm -hmm. So they're just everywhere. And depending on where they live, they can either be uh, more resident, meaning that they stay to that area, they don't migrate, or they can be migratory and they can kind of like Mm. you know move around depending on where they live uh and typically they will be migratory birds if they live in the temperate or arctic parts of their range while those falcons that live in the lower latitudes or in the southern hemisphere tend to be more resident oh which i thought was kind of interesting because you don't necessarily see changes like that in a species according to where they live as far as like mating goes this is another animal that displays sexual dimorphism shut up so then boys and girls look different once again do you want to take a guess at which sex is the smaller of the two (laughs) 
Uh, I want to say the time's up. No, it's the boy. <laughs> it is the boy. Yes. Oh. Ah! 50 the 50 shot. Falcon Fucking isn't nailed it. to kill you today. <laughs> you, you get to live another day. <laughs> she was waiting outside the window, like, get it wrong. <laughs> uh, Nightmare. So, Nightmares. <laughs> so, yes, males are smaller uh, than the females. And females, typically, as far as their behavior goes, tend to be bolder. They tend to be more Ooh. bold and, like, more proud, which is, I thought, really cool. And again, same. Yes. I, like, total, like, most relatable bird, God, I have really to say. Is. Back to the males and females, they do mate. They tend to mate for life, and they breed in the same territory each year. To court the females, the males obviously have to do something impressive. So what are they best at? Like fucking fly 200 miles per hour? (laughs) She's like, "Mm, not good enough. What do they do? But yeah, they do aerial displays. So the males will do these like really intricate, cool aerial displays, and the females are like, nah, not so much. Or like, yeah, boy, get over here. Yeah. Uh, You know just depends once they breed typically the females will lay their eggs in some sort of depression high up on a rock face or on other on another tall structure okay and what i thought was interesting is they don't build nests they just lay their eggs in a hole and are like that's good enough for me (laughs) i ain't got time to build a nest i gotta go reap some souls for real also i'm flying a thousand miles a year an hour in a second (laughs) in the blink of an eye i don't have time to build a nest are you kidding no I'm busy. So they lay between four to five eggs, and those eggs incubate between 28 to 35 days. So then once the young hatch from their eggs, and they just, like, peck their little way out, and they're like, I'm in the world now. Mama Grim Reaper is like, hello, babies. And she cares for them for up to 35 days, and then she's like, see ya. Go go reap your own souls. Mommy's got business. And if nobody knows what a baby bird looks like, they're the most hideous, adorable shit. And apparently the falcon is no... What am I trying to say? Exception. Thank you. Because you it. it's a little snowman. It's a little cotton ball. I'm looking at big It's So cute. Oh my god. I love it. I fucking love it. Now that we've learned a little bit about the falcon. Yeah, can I ask uh, you a question? And you're probably you yeah. might be getting into this. So no, I'm just picturing this like mega dope, super fucking fast murder bird. Like what it's, is gonna it's ever truly a bird eat? this murder bird what kills it does and does it have any predator the only predator that i could find uh were humans yeah because like i mean how do you kill the fastest bird in the world you set up a tripwire <laughs> yeah i mean i just feel like it's just like the kidding. ultimate it's like the ultimate yeah no i don't know i think um i think it's one of those things that because they're super fast there's no chance of you catching them or like preying on them in any way and because they sort of exist outside of the space-time continuum it's it's one of those things that if you want to best a falcon you're sort of stuck in a like a like a a game of wits right i guess like one of those things the thing is like you can't really even take them on in our like plane of existence because right it's just not gonna work yeah, I think it's like a series of trials. Like you answer a riddle, you like eat a a buffalo heart, and then you also yeah. like turn yourself inside out, and then maybe you can like get into like I don't know an arm wrestling like tournament. round one of like seventy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of find yourself in, and you once you do, you're like, uh oh, this isn't gonna end well. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I wanted to kind of talk quickly about their conservation situation. Yes, I know some things. Yeah? Do you want to share what you know? They (laughs) called your bluff. (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, uh, fucking guns, nothing. <laughs> lead kills them, huh? Like lead bullets, right? Lead? I mean, yeah, I think any bullet would kill them. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. But like they would eat animals that had bullets inside them and then they would get lead poisoning and die. Yes, that's that's something that unfortunately yes, uh, is a threat right. for a lot of birds. And maybe you can talk about that a little bit more, like as far as like the chain goes, like eating things on the food chain. So right. as peregrine falcons are a predator, they're sort of at the top of the food chain, right? Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, if they're flying at 390 kilometers per hour, then duh, of course they are. But yeah, like Flora said, she she's talking a little bit about how if an animal is shot with like lead buckshot, for instance, um, or there's like lead in their environment and they like mm-hmm. survive the buckshot or they survive eating the lead in their environment, then the next animal that eats it will get like a concentrated version yeah, of whatever like that is. Right, right. And so by the time it keeps going up the food chain and you hit kind of the top of the food chain, you're getting a more and more concentrated dose of whatever poison is in them. And it becomes like lethal. And a lot of predators, unfortunately, die that way because they're getting a super high concentrated dose of whatever poison that this like poor first animal ate. Yeah. Or was exposed to or had embedded in them or whatever. Fauna and I both visited like whole like museum thing. And we read Ooh. all about this, and it was really depressing. Yeah. But they have since banned, obviously, lead buckshot stuff. Yeah, I think people have come to learn more about lead, and I think, like, I mean, lead-based paint in homes is a huge thing that's, like, right. kind of a no-no these days. But, yeah, that's certainly something that affects birds, and, like, birds of prey in particular. It's one of those things that, you know, is really concerning in the long run. I think a lot of people don't really think about. Um, right. There, The peregrine falcon conservation situation is uh do you have a guess tell us well okay so i kind of feel good about the fact that it fucking rules all space and time but like yeah shot it a bunch yeah and like they got poisoned a lot and i know that we focused a lot on it though because like you and i read all that stuff at that museum we went to i want to say that they're like doing okay yeah you're totally right (laughs) these guys Yay! Yeah, uh, these guys are cons- uh, considered least concerned. <gasps> yeah, so, yeah, their population is considered stable, good. which is great. Yeah, that's really really Goodness. good. And um, a lot of that came from people intervening and choosing to prioritize their conservation status, which awesome. is so cool. Like, what a success story. Yeah. Um, especially since my last animal D was like so depressing. I'm sorry, everyone. Little, but little rough. Them's the facts. Yeah, them's like facts. you know. We reported it as we see it. So mm-hmm. currently, and well, I think the last census was a few years ago, but there are estimated around 140,000 individuals, I think. I don't know. I may. It doesn't sound uh, like a lot. The global population is estimated 140,000 individuals, which equates to 93,000 mature individuals. Oh, you know what? Yeah. No, that is right. I remember reading that because. Uh, it's a peregrine falcon. Yes, because they are widespread. Like, it's not like there's like a punch of them in an area they're right. super spread out over the world yeah because like they're right. gonna be fighting over the same resources and they fucking kick yeah. ass so like you can't have like 17 of them living in the same like square <laughs> inch because they're just gonna exactly. murder each other yeah that's yeah i know right there's beef beef on the streets so that's that is considered a staple population which is really great yeah these guys have actually gone over or they have undergone a large and statistic oh my god <laughs> statistically significant increase over the last 40 years in North America, which is great because, as you said, they did face some threats previously, and 
those threats have since been reduced. So um, some of the threats in the past, like Flora already talked about, is kind of poisoning from different things. And one of the biggest uh, sources of that poisoning was pesticides. And DDT mm. was one of the largest <gasps> ones. And that Bad. affects, yeah, that one affects a lot of animals. And I think that's something a lot of the general public at least has heard of before if yeah. they don't necessarily know what it is. But specifically, between the 1940s and the 1970s, and this is in North America, mind you, I think specifically the U.S. and Canada, that I'm not sure uh, about the rest of the world, but uh, the population decline was driven by eggshell breakage and mortality Mm. of the adults and embryos due to hydrocarbon contamination associated with pesticides that were used at that time. So DDT was one of those components that was contributing to not only the mortality of the adults because they would eat food that had ingested it and like we previously talked about ingest a concentrated dose of poison but if they had survived and they had gone on to lay eggs those females laid eggs it contributed to thinner and more brittle eggshells and so their embryos weren't able to survive either so it kind of yeah it was kind of a double whammy so that did contribute to a pretty big decline during that time but the good news is that through the banning, I think in, in most countries around the world, most people don't use that anymore because of that, mm-hmm. uh, be, due to the banning of that, and through captive breeding programs in the U.S. and Canada, those populations have recovered, and they've recovered really, really well. Like, they're, they're doing well, which is great news. So that's, like, that's a really great kind of success story that yeah. I think, like, people saw the effects of the products that they were using and, and decided that they cared enough to change, which was great. And like, look right. at that. We had a positive outcome from it. So well done, everyone. That's so good. A plus. Yeah. But generally speaking, there are still a few threats to falcons in general, but peregrine falcons in particular. Uh, one of those being that rock climbing is can sometimes be a threat to nest sites because, oh. as I mentioned, they tend to nest up on high, kind of hard to reach locations. Yeah. And they don't build nests, so their eggs are more exposed. And if you were, if you're just like a out there rock climbing, and you jam your hand into what you think is the perfect crevice to like yeah. to get your next foot up, um, you may just like you know punch through all their eggs that are just like hanging and out make, there, which like, is the not great. Worst enemy, the fucking grim reaper. <laughs> I know. Good luck. Good luck. And then yeah, you plunge to your death. They collect your soul. It was a short and sweet rock climb. Yeah. In the West African range, the peregrine falcons may be vulnerable due to habitat degradation through things like wood harvesting, overgrazing, excuse me, and burning and exposure to pesticides. So sometimes those same harmful pesticides are still used in that region, and I think there's a lot of work uh, still to be done to kind of help reduce the use of those to, to help the animals that live in that area. Uh, in addition, one kind of interesting thing is, well, unfortunately interesting, is that peregrine falcons are in fact vulnerable to the effects of potential wind energy development due to the fact that those turbines um, could sometimes just like beat them out of the air. <laughs> Yikes! Not only that, but sometimes it can affect the air patterns in which they fly if they are flying over a vast expanse like that. Right. So um, the good news is there are efforts currently being made to diminish those effects which is great because yeah, I think they make, like, wind, wind energy is super helpful make, like really fucking annoying noises and so no, like no one wants to fly near it <laughs> probably Maybe I, I, I made saw, that up i don't know i mean that's a good idea i saw um a video the other day 
And they were uh, creating this wind turbine that instead of having like the rotating kind of fan blades, it Mm -hmm. was sort of just like a stick that sticks in the air, but it's sort of like not completely stationary. Like it like moves with the wind. And so it like catches the vibrations that way and transforms it into energy. I know. I was like, God damn, science is cool. Well, haven't you seen that like weird fan that they sell at Target that's just a circle and then the air comes out of like a loop? Oh, yeah. I can't handle that. Also, I feel like if I set that up, it would disrupt my Peregrine Falcon's flight. (laughs) (laughs) Get that fan out of here. That's ruining my flight. I think what it's doing is it's taking wind from a different dimension and bringing it to ours so i wonder if a falcon would be like drawn to it even more because it would be like this is how i travel from place to place i think that's it i think that's the portal and i think target is just the puppet (laughs) they don't even know what they're selling or maybe they do no i think target is a front for the peregrine falcon grim reaper trade gosh i'm a believer exposed also target please sponsor us listen to keeper (laughs) chat for the true facts yeah, right? We're getting out there. No fake news here. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like there's a lot of, like, cool things that they do, but those were some of the coolest things that I found. Oh, one cool fact uh, that I came across on this one website is, again, kind of going back to, like, where they're found throughout the world. So we talked about how they're really spread out, yeah. um, but they're sort of found everywhere, um, except they haven't been able to find any on New Zealand. Whoa. I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah, they could fly there in just like a second. I know, but Maybe again, it's so small, like you don't even see them stop in because they just like cover the whole island in ten seconds. That's true. That's probably it. Or maybe something is maybe something lives there that like they don't death like itself it. fears. Yeah. Hmm. Ooh. That's bizarre. Let us know, New Zealand. Yeah. If anyone's listening from New Zealand, let us know. Uh, so something really cool in terms of relation to peregrine falcons is, like, we talked about how wicked cool their ability to fly is and, like, how, like, unbelievable it is. It's it's crazy. I can't even wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the only one. Scientists throughout the ages have been amazed by peregrine falcons and mm-hmm. their ability to fly and some of the ways that make them so successful in flying and hunting yeah. the way that they do. So they have long studied their diving flight aerodynamics. And it's something that they then turn around and use um, in conjunction with engineers to design uh, future aircraft technology. Whoa. And so it's it's long since been a part of, like, um, aviation technology and development, which is so cool. Like, they obviously do a really good job doing what they're doing, so why not model yeah. our, like, aviation Man. stuff after them? We can't even come up with anything on our own, can we? We just steal everything we've ever known from some other animal that does it better. I know, but that's, I think that's super cool, though, because, like, again, like, I think we talked in a previous episode about how all animals are, like, inherently valuable regardless yeah. of the value they have to us, but this is one of those situations where we're not necessarily getting a product directly out of them, but we're still learning about them and how they work, and yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just, it's so amazing that we're like, oh, my God, can we copy that? Right. <laughs> it's like a, from a, it's like bird, a fangirl from moment. A two-inch <laughs> yeah. tall bird. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, this little... <laughs> little mini boy yeah so then i guess the last thing i had to talk about was just falcons like in popular culture because they are so cool a lot of people tend to like model things after them so shout out to atlanta they have the atlanta falcons football team which bummer dude sorry about your sports losses lately yeah Uh, let's talk more about sports (laughs) Uh, but honestly if it was a team full of falcons they probably would have won what's the sport Football. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, they would have kicked butt. Yeah. I don't know if they'd be able to carry the football, but they certainly would have shot it into the end zone. Fucking stratosphere. Lickety split. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then straight into space and then straight out of space <laughs> into a different space. Oh. They would have touched every end zone in like all of space time. Yes. On top of that, I did want to mention too, if anyone has watched the uh, Planet Earth 2, the new season, the Cities episode, they actually do a whole segment on Peregrine Falcons. Ooh. Which is really cool, and it's it's talking about how they're like they're super well adapted to like living in cities, and they just like feast on the the city pigeons. And yeah, <laughs> they like live on skyscrapers. Yeah, it's really cool. Check it out. And then, last but not least, if anyone out there watches Star Wars, which I think is like, you know, it's like a it's one of those like indie films. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, no. Okay, well, it's it is pretty it's pretty independent, but uh, there's a a spaceship in that. A spaceship is that the right word? Anyways, called the Millennium Falcon, and it's uh, moder- modeled after Falcons. Is that like Star moved- Trek? You know, maybe there's one in there too. I, I don't. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be <laughs> annoying, but really, I don't. I rec- no. I I think if you make that um, I think if you make that joke, every nerd that listens will leave. And yeah, also hate us. But I think the Millennium Falcons in Star Trek. <laughs> Oh my god. Is it? Uh no, it's not. It's in Star Wars. I literally just said that. Okay, anyways, uh it's there. It's there. It has something to do with falcons. You're welcome. <laughs> it looks nothing like a falcon. It looks like, I don't know, a donut. Uh are you not gonna ring up fucking Falco Lombardi? I'm about Who to that? kick your ass. Who that? I'm about to nerd kick your ass. Fuck your Star Wars. There's a video Uh-oh. game boy named Falco Lombardi and he's a fucking falcon. And he's a pilot. Oh, that's cool. Oh, perfect. And That's he flies perfect. spaceships. Maybe they're the Millennium Falcon. No, he would never name it after himself. <laughs> uh, he's in what? Star Fox. And Is that the game? Yes. Cool. And he's also in Super Smash Brothers, and he kicks ass at it. He's, like, the fastest, and he, like, like does these, like, power kicks. like, pop, 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 pop. He, like, hits stuff really fast. I'm really bad at Super Smash Brothers, but people that play him. I mean, him, I would expect. Yeah. Um, but here's here's the, the real question. Does he also have the thick sideburns? You know he does. Really? I mean, they're yeah, they're there. God, they did he has their a research. lot of iterations. His good grief! I'm looking at the 1993 version of him. He has like metal slippers on. I don't oh. really understand, but I don't know if I would classify a shoe that's metal as a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should see what I see. But the new Falco, <laughs> he's like hot. You know how like animated characters get all hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's kind of a weird niche. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, he's six two. That's a big bird. Mm-hmm. He has blue eyes. He's from uh, his home world is Corneria. I don't know. That's wrong. Um, yeah, he's just a flying falcon that's on the Star Fox's team. Hangs out with Fox McCloud. Also, well, there you have uh, it. Those other people. Yeah. All right. Sick. Are you sure that thing's not in Star Trek? <laughs> You know what? I'm not. I don't think anyone knows. I literally know nothing about any of those movies. I know you don't. It's okay. I'm just a ding dong. It's fine. Just a big old dingus. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's I the Falcon. I love it. Cool. They're super cool. And uh, you like blew my uh, mind. I think ninety percent of this episode, my mouth was just open, and I was just like open mouth breathing in shock <laughs> because you're saying the craziest things to me. <laughs> Was was the was the target front for the Death Falcon? 
the biggest shock? No, I knew that all along in my heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things you know or you don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's the Falcon. That's all I got. That's Do with good, it what you will. Though. That's good. Thanks. That was a good one. Thanks. Thanks. I learned a lot of things I didn't know. So we've completed our fastest animals. Well, we don't have the fast the fastest. What the fuck? We don't have <laughs> the fastest water animal. What right? the fuck? I don't think whales uh, were the fa- or dolphins were the fastest. Because that swordfish mofo is like quick, lickety, lickety quick. <laughs> lickety quick? <laughs> Quickity split. <laughs> Ew. Yours was grosser than mine. Oh, the sailfish <laughs> is the fastest. Okay, but well, we're still... not talking about the sailfish, are we? We're talking about the falcon. He's still slower than the falcon. So I guess when you say the falcon is I the mean, fastest. I damn right he is. Did he go 390 kilometers per hour? So, like, the falcon is the fastest animal, period. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to, like, make any broad assumptions here because what if we just find this animal that's so goddamn fast that we just don't even see it? It's just zipping around the earth. That's true. And then that guy's like, mm, you guys didn't even know about me. There's like, some, like, creepy earwig that goes 700 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, no thanks. Yeah, and your brain delays eggs. Hard pass. In and out before you know it. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> what I do want to talk about is... My super secret special surprise. Yes, lay it on them. Uh, okay. So, Fauna and I are just super jazzed about everybody that's been listening so far and we want to do something special but you're gonna have to work for it so i Uh want to do a giveaway i want to do a giveaway for a a one-of-a-kind like priceless Mm -hmm. painting Mm -hmm. done by by me (laughs) (laughs) no you jokester nobody wants that i don't even want it i want it Please draw me a picture. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, a painting done by a real life penguin. Ah, penguin! Like real life, like penguin feet. He's yep. going to walk in paint. He's going to walk in a picture for you. You can pick the colors. Like, I don't even care. Oh, I have a bunch of paint. It's going to be on um, some like cardstock paper. Really nice. You can get it framed. Um, and we're going to mail that to your house. But yeah. here's the catch. You have to do work. You have to do work job for us. So mm-hmm. we want you to rate and review us on iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy. You have to have an Apple account, which I'm pretty sure they own, like, all our souls and bodies. So you probably have one, even if you don't think that you do. Um, I think and it's, you, yeah, I think you get one at birth. It's like, yeah. you stamp your feet, you get a birth certificate, they wrap you up in a blanket burrito, and then they, they register your Apple account. Yeah, and then they download iTunes. Um, so right. <laughs> you just need to type in Keeper Chat, like in the podcasts, um, and we should pop up pretty quick. Uh, all our episodes, of course, are on iTunes. And then you can rate and review us. You'll see like a little tab that you can click over. If you just rate us with just the stars, you can't add any comments. Um, so we really want you guys to review us. Actually type in um, some text. And then what you can do is you can like copy paste that or print screen it or do whatever you want to do. And then just email us at keeperchat at gmail.com and just say, yo, this is me. Um, and mm-hmm. then we will give that like a week. And then uh, the next episode, I will just randomly select um, one of them. We'll probably do like one of those websites that does that thing and then um the person will win an actual real life penguin painting 
Like, no yeah. joke. Like, we're just, I'm not even joking. It's going to be a painting done by a penguin, and then I'll throw in two. I, I took some pictures of the penguins the other day. Um, I'll throw in a picture, like a nice, like, three by five of the penguin who painted your picture, and it'll have a little lo- uh, label on it so you know their name and everything about them and their age and all that jazz. So um, we wanted to do that, and we wanted to do it kind of early. Like, right, obviously, we just started mm-hmm. this, like, a week ago, but we kind of want to thank the people who are, like, helping us start from the beginning and you guys yeah. are awesome and you mm-hmm. know maybe we'll do this later when we're like super famous but there's gonna be like a million people that you have to compete <laughs> with right now there's like 20 of you guys so like the odds are super stinking good you yeah just like hack itunes and make like 70 apple accounts and just be like i did this and then you're probably gonna win but that seems illegal so maybe don't um, yeah, don't speak too loud. They can hear us. But even if we see, like, I really want you guys to email us and t- tell us that you did it so we know, like, it was actually you and not someone pretending to be someone who did it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Um, we already have a couple of reviews. Um, I want to say they're probably, like, my dad. So, <laughs> so those we, we don't need to worry yeah. about. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to send you a penguin painting. I think it's cool. Heck yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a. Uh, it's gonna be G for giveaway. G- oh, I'm gonna do the giveaway animal. <laughs> yeah, it's but no, awesome. and like we don't want to be one of those annoying people like rain review us because no. whatever. Like we do honestly appreciate everyone who's listening yes. and who's listened thus far, and any new listeners up until this point. We we just never really thought that it would like pop off like it has, and mm-hmm. it really is kind of taking off. Um, and we really appreciate it. Uh, but on top of that. This is one of the things that is going to help us reach more people. And yes. so, you know, we we love that you guys are, like, recommending it to your friends and your family and anyone you think is interested in it. And then this is just kind of one more step on our end that we can help to get the word out. So yeah. we, re- we do really appreciate it. We don't want you to feel like this is just one of those, like, annoying things that you have to do, which is why we wanted to make it into a giveaway and really, like, yes. thank everyone like for doing fun. it and, like, yeah, like reward you for doing it with something that we hope you guys will enjoy. So for sure, thank you, thank you. Even if you are just listening to us or you don't feel like doing that, like obviously we would love for you to rate and review. But we appreciate everyone who's here, anyways, and we just have a great time doing yeah. it to begin with. So and if you just like yeah. hate the look of penguin feet, then I guess that's like your your jam, and that's fine. Yeah, someone out there is like, I hope I don't get it. <laughs> if I win, I'll die. I just hate those penguins. <laughs> it me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Oh, my God. That's all I have to say about that. No, that's good. Um, uh, Like she said, please, please just do that. And if you're interested. <laughs> please do in that. Like, please, God, just do that. <laughs> please just please. help hey us. Just do hey that. Hey, guys, really quick. Please do that. <laughs> hey. I know we joke, but please do it. <laughs> no, but again, if you um, if you liked this, then that's awesome. If you didn't, then that's awesome. But please check out our other social media platforms. We always post fun photos of yeah. each animal each week and like all the goofy things that we talk about. I make like all mad right. jokes on Instagram. Like I think I'm funnier on that than I am in like real life. <laughs> so maybe you just want to follow that and like stop listening to me. <laughs> Sure, yeah, do, you do what do you want to do. Uh, but yeah, just a reminder, our Twitter and Instagram handle is keeper underscore chat. And then if you feel like, I don't know, sending us like love mail or hate mail yes. <laughs> or anything in between. We just want your mail. mail. 
uh, just send that to keeperchat at gmail.com. And that's the same handle to use for any like screenshots of any comments and ratings that you do on iTunes. Yes. So it's pretty easy. I got to say, we got that handle on lock. So <laughs> I don't know Booyah. how we did that, but we did. We're in. Uh, yeah. But on top of that, thank you everyone for joining us this week. We hope you learned some cool stuff and had a good time chilling. That's the end of this episode. Yeah. Next week, Flora will be presenting her animal of choice and announcing our giveaway winner. So <laughs> please, yeah, please stay tuned for that. I cannot wait. As always, we really enjoyed talking to you. We hope you liked it. If you didn't, okay. <laughs> That's it. Bye. That's it. That's the Bye. end. That's the end. That's the end. That's the end. Smell you later.